I have a pitcher of water here. It's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. And it's uh, beautifully clear. It's not dirty, muddy water. Um, it's clean water. And you can see right through it. But the reality, you see, of this water is that it is full of living organisms. Microorganisms that you can't see with the naked eye. If we were to pour some of this water into a petri dish and examine it under a microscope, we would see swimming things. Of course, the swimming things in this water are not harmful microorganisms. They're actually helpful. And because I trust federal, state, and local authorities who manage our water, <laughs> I pour it and I drink it. This is what you call a parallel reality. The reality that you see is only part of reality. The clear, perfect drinking water is full of moving life. It reminds me of another story of a parallel reality. It comes from Luke Gospel chapter 2, and it begins this way. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, watching over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior is born. To you in his name is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. You see, their reality was the reality of shepherds in the field, at night, a very ordinary day, and they thought it would be a very ordinary night. Things didn't change much. It got dark. The stars came out, and eventually the sun rose. But on this very ordinary day, a parallel reality, a divine invasion burst forth. Now, you see, here's the reality. The divine invasion that burst forth was already there. Invisible, but there. The presence of God and angelic beings, invisible, but there. Invisible, but here. On that day, a parallel reality invaded their space and everything was made new. I think there was another parallel reality, but this one was visible at both levels. Not visible and invisible, as the shepherds declared to those who were to listen to their experience, but this reality was visible, and yet it was parallel. Here's the parallel reality of the visible situation. 
If you were to ask anybody on that day, who's the most important person in the world, the answer would immediately have been Caesar, the ruler of the world. If you had asked anyone on that day, who is Jesus, no one would have given you much of an answer. As a matter of fact, they may have said, he's the boy who lives down the street. There were lots of people named Jesus. But on that day, you see, a parallel reality existed, which in this case was absolutely visible. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who would be eternal and usurp every authority in the world, including Caesar's, was lying in a manger. Two parallel realities for us to see. On that day, there was not just a parallel reality, a visible and an invisible, but there was really on that day a very peculiar greeting. Here's the greeting I refer to. The angels show up out of nowhere, brilliant in the sky, blazing with glory and holiness and might. And they say to the shepherds, don't be afraid. Really? You're not supposed to be afraid? Why not be afraid? It actually comes in the final words of the heavenly host. Those final words are this. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. Yes, this is a divine invasion of God himself through angelic announcement. But you need not fear because this divine invasion is an invasion of grace. And for those of you whose hearts are opened by faith, you have nothing to fear. There was this parallel reality. There was this really peculiar, very peculiar admonition from the angels, fear not. And then all of this is from a divine perspective. If you see this picture from any other perspective than a divine perspective, you miss the whole story. Oh, you don't miss it entirely. You see the baby Jesus. You see the camels. You see everybody else who's at the stable in your mind's eye view. But if you don't see this from a divine perspective, you miss it. There's a rather famous phrase that we all use that goes something like this. Seeing is believing. Actually, as it relates to faith, it's the other way around. Believing is seeing. When you open up your eyes, when you believe, when you see Christ in the manger, not just the baby, your eyes are opened through faith, through belief, and then and only then can you see. You have true sight for blind eyes. And the parallel reality, the, div the invasion of grace breaks through and transforms your life. I, I want to tell you something about myself. I don't need to, but I thought I would. I'm colorblind. I mean, not severely. I, I can tell that Brian's wearing a red tie. And, is that red? No, thanks. <laughs> Could have been bad. 
No, it's not that bad. I, I know Josiah's got a blue shirt, and Brian's got a red tie, and it's just, it's just shades of color that I can't see. So in the brilliance of a fall day, when my wife and I are sitting out on our back porch or taking a drive through Brown County, she'll say, see that deep, beautiful red over there? And my answer inevitably will be, no, I don't. I really don't see it. There's some colors out there I see, but I don't see them all. You know, I, I don't actually doubt that there's a deep, beautiful red out there. I actually trust her eyes. And the eyes of what seem to be about 90% of the people in my life. I believe it. I just can't see it. I hear now that there's glasses coming out. Don't know if they're here yet. Maybe it's still science fiction. That will change all that for me. And I'll be able to see in the brilliant color that other people can see now. And I've wondered if I ever see the glasses at the optometrist, uh, should I try them on or not? Do I want to see what I haven't seen for 54 years or not? If I put them on and they worked, I've got the feeling that no matter how much they cost, I wouldn't want to take them off. You know what? That would be a pretty cool day. And I'd, I'd like to be able to see colors fully. But I'm anticipating a day that's even grander than that. Where I'll not only be able to see all the colors in the universe... I'll be able to see as also I am seen by God. Living in the presence of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, my eyes will be fully open and faith will not be necessary because I will be able to see you know, the invasion of grace that took place this first time around was grand and glorious. But like my eyes, which are still just a little bit not quite there. The second invasion of grace, the second coming of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and King of the world, it'll change everything. And faith will no longer be necessary because we'll be in the presence of God. I'm looking forward to the second advent. Or as the church has said for almost 2,000 years, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the grace invasion on Christmas. I thank you that you opened the eyes of the blind when you walked on this earth. And you opened the eyes of the spiritually blind, including ours, to see what could not be seen through natural human eyes. Lord, we thank you that you have opened our eyes and grace has invaded our lives. 
But we especially pray, Lord, that you will continue as we walk with you to open our eyes by faith. That's so much a part of what it means to be a Christ follower. To day after day, trust again and ask for open eyes of faith so that we can see. So whatever circumstances folks might be going through right now, and everything about their circumstances seems absolutely material and and natural and really embedded in this world. Give them the faith and the eyes of faith to see that you're at work in those circumstances, perhaps invisibly, but no less at work. Give them the faith to continue to walk with you. And Lord, for those who are not walking with you, for those who perhaps come this time of the year, maybe the only time, and they have this vague notion of God and they believe, but the whole idea of Jesus sounds wonderful but too good to be true. Open their eyes through faith. Allow them this season, Lord, for the first time to believe so that they can see and so in seeing to believe again. We pray these things through Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.